0: From today and even the the gospel from Vespers last night is beginning in the uh, in chapter six of the Gospel of Saint John. And actually, I would really encourage you guys during this month to read, reread. I'm sure you've read it before, but reread the Gospel of Saint John because it is um, foundational to our understanding of Christ and the Eucharist. Uh, he's talking about. Uh, Today, the main point that he's taking or having us to understand is our Lord Jesus Christ did not come into the world mainly to give bread or to give sustenance. He came to the world to be bread, to be the sustenance. I am the bread of life. He says later, and we'll read this later in the next coming weeks I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hunger, he who believes in me will never thirst. So He came into the world not to give people sustenance, but to be sustenance for us. And yes, He is going to give us sustenance. And maybe I can miss that and be tricked into or convinced to thinking that that is the reason that I'm a Christian. or That is why I follow Christ, for Him to provide for me. But that's not the main reason that He came. Our Lord Jesus Christ comes into the world to change our desires, So that He would be your main desire. He doesn't come to give you your desires. He comes to change your desires so that He is your main desire. And the second thing, He didn't come, our Lord Jesus Christ, He didn't come for Him to be useful in your life. He came to be precious in your life. How many of us think of, uh, or, or think of our discipleship to Christ as receiving Him as useful? Or another way to put it, our Lord Jesus Christ, He didn't come into the world to assist you in meeting the desires you already had before you became his disciple he came into the world to change your desires so that he is the main design that's the reason he came actually you will see you can find so many uh, preachers uh, some people uh, that that, talk and claim to be followers of Christ and they take you in the direction of your own desires in which that you already have, natural desires that you share with every fallen human being in the world, and they say, Christ came to meet those desires. He didn't. He came to change those desires profoundly. The reason our baptism is called a new birth is that we are born into this new concept that He is our central desire, that He is the bread, that He is the one precious to us. Now, of course, He does care about our sustenance. He does care about natural bread. He cares about our bodies. He just doesn't care about your body and your natural bread or sustenance mainly. There's going to be a resurrection someday where there's no more mourning, no more crying, no more weeping, no more sin, only joy. And that's coming. He does care about your body. He is going to raise your body from the dead, make you to live forever, make you to be healthy forever so that you can enjoy him in the fullness of your humanity. This is coming. But that's not the main point of this world that we're living in now. He didn't mainly come to make our lives here comfortable. He didn't come to make our physical desires to be satisfied. But actually, like I said, He came to have those physical desires or change our desires at their core so that He becomes our treasure above all things. Our Lord Jesus Christ came into the world to do mainly what we can do here, treasuring Him, loving Him, following Him, living for Him, rejoicing in Him, being satisfied in Him alone. I said that we read from chapter 6. Actually, the first 15 verses, we didn't read them. Is the story of the feeding of the 5,000. And then after that, we start from the readings of Vespers and then the reading that we read this morning. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He gives a sign in multiplying the loaves that He Himself is the bread of life. So it wasn't about Him showing them that He can provide food for them. Even St. John in the Gospel, He says, this is a sign. And the sign is that he is their true bread, their true sustenance. So, what did the people do in response to this miracle? They see this miracle and they're fixated on the product of the miracle, not the person of the miracle. Our Lord Jesus Christ, he answered them in verse 26. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. He's angry. Or He's upset that they're seeking Him for the wrong reason. Can you imagine? Our Lord Jesus Christ is upset with somebody seeking Him. Why would He get upset if if they're seeking Him? It's because they're seeking Him as someone useful. Useful for bread, useful for money, useful for health, useful for prosperity. He's useful for things, useful for stuff. And they didn't look up and realize He is the treasure itself. In verse 15, which we read in Vespers last night, he says, Perceiving that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. They didn't see him as precious. They saw his gifts as precious. What a useful king he's going to be. Let's have Christ or let's have Jesus as our king. He's going to keep our bellies full. He doesn't want that kind of disciple. There are those preachers all over the world who will convince or try to convince people of this. God wants your, you to live your best life. He wants you to enjoy. He wants you to be filled. He wants you to get the car you want, get the watch you need, get you know, wear the best clothing. This is demonic theology. Mainly, our Lord Jesus Christ is trying to forgive our sins, clothe us with Righteousness. Make Himself our treasure. Seal our eternity forever and put us to work in the world. So then we read in the beginning of the passage that we read today, Our Lord Jesus Christ right before this passage He was walking on the water. So He came to the other side of the, the water while by walking on the water. And so when they were standing there on the other side they, they saw there was no other boat and basically they're wondering, you know, how did He get here? And so they had other boats and they they went to look for him and and when the crowd finally they saw our Lord Jesus Christ, that he wasn't there and his disciples, they went to Capernaum looking for him. And so again, they're seeking him, they're looking out for him. And still it's not in in a good way. When they found him on the other side, in verse 25 it says, Rabbi, when did you come here? They're wondering how it happened that he got there. That how did did he get there without a boat? How did he cross the sea? And how easily he could have told them, well, actually, I walked on the water. But he's not going to go there with them because that will even more sort of continue or contribute to the problem that is happening that they're seeking him for the wrong reason. If he says that, what are they going to say? They're going to say, yes, exactly. That's what we thought. What a king. A person who can keep our stomachs full And a person can keep our boats afloat and never let us sink and we can defeat the Romans and we can make a great kingdom on the earth. How useful Jesus is to us. And he wants nothing to do with something like that. He's not going to go there with them. Instead he says to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw the signs but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. So the message for us this morning is not to labor for the food that perishes. It's just ordinary food. Don't labor for the food that perishes. Don't make your aim to be rich. Don't think mainly about my paycheck or my bank account. Don't think about upward mobility. Don't think about the praise of men. Don't do your works for those kinds of reasons. Don't be satisfied with what just the world can give. You are seeking me not because you saw the sign, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food that perishes. Do not labor for the food which perishes. What I've been mentioning for the past few minutes is about laboring for food that endures to eternal life. When I eat of the bread of life in Holy Communion, Things should change for me. I obtain eternal life. A new chapter is added to my life. And therefore, the things that I'm working for in this world do not, are not, no longer my priority. When you think of our society, the, the, the American dream is to work my entire life so that I can have you know, 10 years, 20 years of retirement and, and enjoy myself. We live our entire life thinking, that is the next chapter for us. But it isn't. Actually, life is very short. Life is very short. It might seem long, but life is very short. And eternity is very long. And you're going to be rewarded for every good deed you do, every act of faith that comes out of goodness and comes out from being a, the true disciple of Christ. So seek Him as your treasure. Love Him as the most precious thing. Trust in Him as the most dependable person in my life. Our Lord Jesus Christ is reminding us this morning that I need to prioritize my spirituality. More than prioritize my spirituality, I need to prioritize my relationship with the Holy Trinity above everything. Above everything. Above the food which perishes, above my relationships with my friends and family, above my own desires. And when I do that, He will give me those small things that are nothing. How much effort was it for Christ to feed the 5,000 or to feed the 4,000? It was nothing for Him. He is willing and able to give you all of those things that you are looking for. But seek Him first. Seek Him as the most precious thing. May we continuously seek Him all the days of our life. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.